Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you very much once again for tuning in um, to episode six with myself, Jermaine Beckford, and this guy, Matthew Lewis. Matthew Lewis. He says it like episode it's just six. it's just Matthew Lewis. It's not. It's Matthew Neville. Longbottom, Lewis, and there are millions of names in between there that I could have thrown in as well, but I'm not going to because <laughs> we haven't got time. Not today. We haven't. We haven't got time. Uh, do you know what I might start doing? I might start going over all the characters you've played during your whole career, and yeah. during each episode, I might just throw in a new a new middle name for you. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I think, I think that's what I might start. Yeah, I think I might give it a crack. There's, there's been a few. I'm trying to think if you'll be able to get... I don't think you'll be able to get to the end of the season. But we can try it. We yeah. can see. Oh, we'll give it a we'll go then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're on episode six. So another 32 weeks. We'll see. We'll see. We'll give it a go. And if anything, listen, worst case scenario, you get me an audition and we will double team the life out of it. <laughs> and in that way, we can use yours and mine uh, character names. How about that? That, that could work right for on. me. Okay, I'll speak to my manager, um, and as soon as he gets me a job, I promise <laughs> we'll get you one. Yes, um, right. it's Wednesday, everyone. It is Wednesday today, not not Friday. If anyone's confused by that, today is Wednesday. We are uh, trying to get the show out a little bit earlier. Um, because well many reasons Vex is a very busy man and trying to pin him down <laughs> um, also we thought we sort of start to get your lack of Legion United fatigue midway through the week you know the game was three days ago the next yep. one's not for another three days so yep. we thought we'd get the podcast in the middle um, and it means that we can get our bonus episodes out on Friday and I know for a fact we're going to have a bonus episode out this week absolutely and I, I'm not going to lie to you I'm excited as well because we've got one of the most amazing human beings and uh, Legion United legends that that you know we've had the fortune of of meeting not only to interview but but in general in life I think that's that's one of my favorite uh, he's one of my favorite people um it's the chief that is Mr Lucas Radaby and he is unbelievable some of the stories he tells um and we only we only meant to have him for maybe 20 minutes half hour or so but we we managed to have him for a long time so um Hence the bonus episode. Yep. Um, Very special. He was he was uh, phoning in from his studio in South Africa. Genuine yeah, little... studio, like not not like a, a spare bedroom like what I've got here, or yeah. like the garage where you are there. Yeah, in in sunny Florida, but because I can tell you, there's no no expense spared at doing a Leeds for our studios. I mean, Bex, what? I mean, your setup's pretty good right now, isn't it? It's unbelievable. I've got my I, I've got my MacBook in front of me I've, with you on the screen, which is a lovely view, a brilliant sight. If I'm honest with you, what's, your, she, what's your MacBook sitting on? on? What's it sitting on there? It's sitting on my brother-in-law's ironing board. <laughs> 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 Listen, we improvise where we can. I'll tell you, there are no. there are certain moments where you just you just couldn't make it up. And no the, word of I, a lie. I'm actually I'm I'm actually very comfortable where I am now because I could adjust the height of the camera, which is is sure. brilliant. Um, so I've got my legs crossed in between the crossed legs of the ironing board, right? Uh, and it's it, listen, it works for me. I'm very comfortable. Do you think it's the future of office space? I don't see why not. I don't see why not. Listen, when you drive to work in the morning, you take your your blazer off. You've got your shirt there. Your shirt's crinkled up. It's creased up. Oh, hey. What do you want to do? First thing you want to do is make sure you're looking good, you know, 10 out of 10. Take your shirt off. Make sure you've got a vest or a t-shirt underneath. 
Pop it on the ironing board, give it a once over, pop it back on, boom, Bob's your uncle, Sally's your aunt. So that is that is functional in so many different ways. So many um, different ways. I've not used it today, though. So before we get to the questions we had for the chief, I believe that we've got a few questions for ourselves from uh, from one or two of you listeners. Um, I have not looked at any of these. Have you looked at these, Bex? Um... Technically, I'm not a liar, so yes. You have. I have. I, have I, I was technically, you're not a liar. Technically, <laughs> I'm not a liar. <laughs> yeah. I was sent these yesterday, and I haven't looked at any of them. So uh, it appears that you have the first question. I have got the first question. It's from Lewis Hodgkinson. Uh, he's been in touch to ask, Matt, in your professional life, do you allow being a Leeds fan to colour your personality? And do your colleagues on cast and crew pick up on your love for it. For example, asking goal updates such as when you're at work and, and match days coincide uh, and do you have any football banter at work? There's a lot There's a lot packed into that question. So feel free to break it down as, as you wish. Uh, yeah, 100%. I played several characters who have actually been from Leeds. Oh yeah, like who? Uh, Put I've you right done- on the spot there. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, so I've worked with uh, Kay Meller a lot. She's a local writer. She's from. She lives in Headingley. Yeah. Um, so she she writes all of her stuff in West Yorkshire, Leeds, Bradford. Oh. Um, and so every character I've ever played, I've, I've worked with Kay three times, and every character I've played um, in one of her shows was from Leeds. Um, and then I did a show called Bluestone Four Two, where I was in the army, and yep. uh, my character Tower Block was also from Leeds. Um, and so, uh, it's been my great pleasure to, uh, to make all of those characters. So that would have been at least four of them, all Leeds, all Leeds fans. And is, is that because, is that because you're not very good at accents? Uh, <laughs> do you know what? It's funny because like, I was getting to a point where I was like, bloody hell, like all I seem to ever do is just do characters from Leeds. Um, and then thankfully in the last, like in the last two, three, I've not done, I've, the last three, four jobs I've had, I've done, have not been, have been completely different accents, which I find significantly easier to act no in way. a different accent than I do in my own accent. I find it very difficult to do it in my own. Wow. Um, because too much of myself uh, creeps into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas when I'm doing a different accent, I find it much easier to em- embody that a different character, character and, and, yeah. and very few, very little of, of, of Matthew bleeds through. Um, but when it's my own accent, it's tricky sometimes. It's hard work. Um, oh. So I don't actually enjoy doing my own accent. So it's been nice the last few years doing doing different ones. Um, All right. But uh, yeah, so they've got the, 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 at least four of them have been Leeds fans, Tower Block, actually. Um, in fact, I've worn Leeds tops t-shirts in in at least two things. Rhinos as well, Rhinos stuff. Mm. Um, and in uh, Bluestone 4-2, I talked about Ellen Road. I even had a... I had a big uh, Leeds flag that was up in my up in, above my bunk in the where we slept in the barracks. And, Did you um, bring that from home? Yeah, yeah, I brought it myself. Yeah, because they were like, we're like, we've got a few bits of Leeds stuff that they've managed to because we filmed in South Africa, so they had a couple of bits of Leeds stuff that they managed to salvage the prop team. And I was like, don't worry, I'll bring I've plenty of it. stuff myself. So I brought. You come even, to the right a, place. <laughs> there's a scene where they cook because it was a comedy, and they they came into the barracks. And uh, Tower Block, my character, was fast asleep snoring. And uh, and when they panned down, he's clutching his Leeds United uh, flag to his chest and oh, just faintly mate. smiling. How um, sweet so, is yeah, that? So, yeah, I talked about it. And also, Ralph Ineson was in that series with me as well, who's a big, big Leeds fan. So, uh, wow. 
we we would uh, we would chat leads the whole time that he was on set, which was uh, which was nice. And football banter. Uh, oh, no doubt. Um, even back on back on uh, on Harry Potter days. Um, in fact, there's loads of behind the scenes footage where I'm wearing a lead shirt. On the fourth movie, we, uh, we had to learn how to dance, and um, so we had to turn <laughs> yeah. up in like tra- in like training gear. And I was just in like Leeds kit basically, um, <laughs> and uh, I think so. The James and Oliver Phelps they support Birmingham and Villa, the pair of them, one one each. Um, Alfie Enoch's Villa. Um, all the drivers are from London, so they're all Man United fans. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there was uh, there was plenty, <laughs> there was plenty of that, plenty of that going on. Yeah. In fact, Rupert Grint is a Spurs fan, and we went home and away when we you know when we played Spurs in the cup. Yeah. And um and we got I, the draw and then we I know that very well. Yeah, yeah. I imagine you remember that one. Um <laughs> so we, we went home and away for that for those games. Oh, oh nice. So there you are. Nice. It's my turn now. What it, it's your turn. Okay. Uh Lewis also asks you, Bex, uh, did you ever get in bother for wearing your centenary pin badge on your lapel during sky filming for match days? Listen, let me tell you something now. Nobody could take that lapel pin off me. No chance. If you don't like it, deal with it. We've been out of the Premier League for too long, far too long. Out of the media's eye for far too long. I'm doing my little bit and I, I know it's just a little bit, but I'm doing just enough to keep that that crest well known. You know, everywhere I go, whenever I'm wearing a blazer or a jacket and I'm on screen, I always pop it on. Whenever I'm on the radio, pop it on. Today, I don't need to wear it because I'm wearing my centenary shirt, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I'm still representing the badge and, and, Nobody can take that away from me. You can't take it off me. You can't make me take it off. No chance. Excellent. That's part of your identity now, isn't it? If they're getting you on there, they know they're getting Jermaine Beckford leads. 100%. 100%. Right. Um, Sean has sent in a message for you. Uh, there's no surname. Sean Lockley um, has asked, Matt, who are your favourite three players of all time? Um, well, obviously... Uh, I don't know, I've got something stuck in my throat. Um, hello. Obviously, <laughs> I can't go any further without mentioning number nine, Matt Viduka, obviously. He was a ledge. Cheers uh, <laughs> very much. Those four goals against Liverpool. Yeah. Um, just gr- gr- growing up, Matt Viduka. Um, yeah. Obviously, actually, no, to be fair, no, I have to say, Bex, to, to, be, to be honestly truthful, without trying to blow more smoke up your ass than we already do every week but no. um, definitely you were you were one of my favorite absolute favorite players when when you were at Leeds um oh, thanks, that I was um well that would that that whole period sort of league one was when I was sort of I had my season tickets throughout those those like two or three years and then that was when I was sort of going home and away with with the club um so that 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 squad there was kind of like when I really sort of fell in love with 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 United so so you were definitely one of one, I'd have to put you in the top three I think oh thanks man I'm not a good striker but being a striker it's always been sort of people up front that I've sort of resonated towards mm. but having said that having said that when I was when I was at primary school I played in goal and I remember um, sort of around 2000 and two would it have been maybe 2003 maybe Paul Robinson I was a big fan of Paul Robinson Nice. Um, okay. And I was hoping that he would be like England number one and be at Leeds for ever. Mm. And then obviously it didn't didn't quite go that way. But oh, off the top of my head, you know, players that I've actually saw and enjoyed watching, I'd say Viduka, you and Paul Robinson. If we're going to go like 
old school, I'd probably go back and say like David Batty a bit further back and then maybe uh, even like Strachan and those kind of guys. But I was very young back then. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, listen, that's, 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 that's nice. Thank you very much, man. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> that's all right. Honestly. That's all right, mate. There's I'm, so not, many I'm not even just saying that. Genuinely, that, that, that period was, and obviously, you know, talk about the goal at Old Trafford or whatever, but seriously, like just, cause that, was a, that was a period that I was just so banging, I was so into it. And that was mm. when it kind of most of my memories were f- were formulated about being leads. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's asked you the same question that I asked. Sean says, Bex, do you regret not having a season in the championship with us? It's kind of similar to what I said last week, but I mentioned Scunthorpe. He's saying, do you regret not having to go in the championship with us? Yes. Well, well, technically, I had uh, three months in the championship. Oh, yeah, you Lee's played for a bit before you went down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got to the playoff final, um, mm. ended up in, in Wales and, and we know how that went. That wasn't fun. But yeah, I do. That, that being said, day, wasn't it? yeah, that being said, um, do I miss, I'm going to re, uh, reword your question. Do I regret not having a season in the championship when I was one of the focal parts of that, that team? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, and it's something that I, I tried to make happen, but it just wasn't meant to be. Uh, through one reason or another uh, no fault of my own it's just one of those things it's part and parcel unfortunately with the way the game is is set up right this is going to bring a tear uh, that almost brought a tear to my eye right let's move on <laughs> <laughs> Paul Brace asked uh, where can you see the team genuinely finishing with our signings bedded in um this is I mean it's the million dollar question a billion dollar question I um I certainly think that we're more than capable of top half um, yeah. You know whether that happens or not remains to be seen. Um, I think that it's it's a weird one because I look at those seven points that we got from the first four games, and I was like, "Oh, amazing, seven points!" And then I look at results that have happened in this freakish season that we're having, and I think, actually, God, we could have had more, couldn't we? Mm. Um, you know, I'm not. You know, I don't want to be ridiculous, but we could have. Well, don't um, be, don't be ridiculous. And, um, be sensible. Come on, be sensible, right? Like so, every you know, normal I'm, Leeds fan, sensible. I'm happy with, <laughs> I'm happy with seven. Ecstatic with seven. Yeah. Um, if if we if we can avoid injuries, you know, to key players and keep playing the way we're playing, um, which I know that they're capable of because we've done it over a longer season last year. Then I see no reason why we we we, we can't be top half. Um, you know, if you'd asked me a start of the season, I would have said about fourteenth, fifteenth. Yeah. Um, I would have taken seventeenth. Yep. Absolutely. Now I'm I'm like I I see no reason bar a disaster that we can't finish uh, top ten. Listen, I'm I'm right there with you. Right there with you. Everything you said, I concur. Hey, are two for the price of one. Very nice. I like it when you say that. It makes me feel good. Uh, listen, we're a team. We're in it together. Apart from when you're wrong. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> right, where are we? Anonymous Wedger. What a name <laughs> that is. Um, right. He's asked. Very good. Has Matt ever been to the Shish Mahal on Kirkstall Road? I have. I have, actually. <laughs> I genuinely have. Um, sure, I saw him in there once. He was only a lad. I hope it was him, as I've dined out on the fact that I've had a curry with Neville Longbottom for years. Was it you? Have I, you been there? I mean, I I must have. I Don't mean, break I this man's go, dreams. I mean, say it was I'm you. Almost, almost certain I have. I mean, I I I used to go to the gym over the way. Um, yeah, I could be seen. I've been to the what's it the uh, the Viva Cuba, which is like next door. What a place that is, by the way. I don't know if it's still there. Is it still there? Well, is it, I, I don't know, mate. I've not been back in, in a while, in but I used to country. go there quite a bit. 
and I could be seen frequently in the Nando's by 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 the gym. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I must. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I've been for a curry in there before. I must have. It would be outrageous if I hadn't. I think I've been for a curry in everywhere. Most places. In, 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 in North <laughs> Leeds. I, I must have been there, yeah. Anonymous Wedger. It was him, mate. It was yeah. him. I'll, I'll, if, if anyone asks, I'll say it with me. Definitely. It, it must have been. <laughs> uh, Lewis Delaney says, uh, listening to the pod, and Matthew said, Mick... Jermaine, uncomfortable. I did say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is this is uh, Lewis saying this. When I was 15, I flew to Southampton with the players and we lost 1-0. And then in the airport after the game, all the players and uh, Simon Grayson, I assume yep. that is, yep, yep. Uh, signed my shirt. Uh, but at Jermaine Beck's 83, ignored me. <laughs> Why? Jermaine, he says. Very Why simple. Why did you very, ignore very simple question? Fifteen-year-old Lewis Delaney. Very simple question. I'm a sore loser. Simple uh, as that. I hate losing. Hate losing. I'm I'm the nicest guy leading up to the game and during the game. I'm horrible after the game. If we lose, it's not even worth it. So, listen. Um, <laughs> Who is it? Lewis. Lewis Delaney. Do me a favour. DM me and send me over something and I will sign it and send it right back to you. Oh, look at that. Let's do it. Let's get that. Let's get a shirt signed for him. All right. Let's there get you are. An, we'll, get an, we'll get an age 15 shirt from the age club 15, shop. Age 15, yes. We'll, we'll sign it for him. <laughs> yeah. Age 15, yeah. We'll see which shirts they don't sell anymore. I'll get one of those ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only, lo- I'm joking, Lewis. So, just send it over though, mate. Send it over. We will. Look at that. Right. Amber Carter has asked, Wait, I'm, I'm going to start flying through these now because we, I yeah, think man, we've got a few. Um, Amber Carter has asked, Matt, if you were a footballer, who would you compare yourself and why? Oh, God. I um, like the second part to this question as well. Let me read it. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay, right. I'll, I'll read that bit. We'll read that bit next. Okay. Who would I compare myself to? Um, Thomas Brolin? No. Um, <laughs> I, um, full, of pro- full of promise, but a little overweight and frankly not very good. 100, 100 out of 100. 10 out of 10 for effort. Oh, mate. That's, that's top no. 12, by the way. I'm all over that. No, I, um, I mean, truthfully, that's probably exactly what I am. Um, i tell you one thing. I am, I'm very fast. I've got I'm 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 a bit of a Bambi in in uh, on on ice to be honest in that I've got very little actual ball skills, um, but I'm very fast, and I'm a persistent little like I'm like a little gnat like a that won't leave you alone. I'll, yeah. I'll just like I'm I'm really good at, at sticking with players and marking players, and I'm, I'm I hate losing like you as well. I've got a real nasty competitive streak that that I will I will run my blood to water. To, to, to mark you out the game but if you actually do get the ball there's very little I can do about it you know so that's weird. I would hate to play against you you'll just be so annoying like yeah, that's doing, all I am it's just annoying I'll be doing everything to try and get away from you I'll be running two yards stopping immediately and sprinting the other way yeah. and you'll just be right there next to me looking that's, and I bet you'll be sm- all I, I, bet, I bet you're that one as well you smile at them as well when you see them trying really hard <laughs> to get away and they stop and they just look at you with disgust and you just look back and just like <laughs> I actually did it you know so I was playing at right back um, and it was the it was a charity match Leeds v Liverpool at Ellen Road 
And I'll never forget it because I remember walking out on the pitch and go, fucking hell, it's massive, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't realise that. I mean, I've played on, on, on full-size footy pitch, but Ellen Road is, I don't know something about it when I was on there. I was like, this, I, I felt like I could see the curvature of the earth. It's like yeah. such a big pitch. It's much bigger than you think it is, isn't it? Oh, so man, for, yeah. For all those times you called me lazy, I was oh, just man. catching my breath. <laughs> it's 100%. Huge. I, that's all I could think about when I was playing. I was like, these guys do this like 90 minutes. And I was playing and I was marking this striker and he said to me, you know, about, about, after about 20 minutes, he's like, this is boring. Like no one's going to pass me the ball. Like this is, this is boring. And he was like, and he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. And I, I did exactly what you said. I smiled at him. And then as soon as he turned away, I was literally like coughing along up. Like I was in so much pain and I physically couldn't have gone up anymore. But yeah, that's all I wanted was to get off the field. But I was like, if I can just give him a smile, then hopefully he'll break before I do. Because that's all him. I've got. That's, that's all I can do. I can guarantee you now you broke him. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> we, we, we never conceded we never conceded a goal while I was on the field that's all I'm going to say <laughs> legendary right the second part of oh, that question let me ask this <laughs> uh, Bex if you could pick anyone to play you in a film about Leeds who would you pick and why easy one, Denzel right? Washington yes because yeah, we look alike <laughs> he's just a great actor though he's isn't just he? amazing he absolutely like, do it he's like he's he's literally got everything do you know who would be good? His son would be would be great at playing. Do you know you. what? Yes, actually, great idea. I watched him in the um, in that uh, Black Klansman, Black KKK Klansman. He was amazing. Um, it's oh, it was brilliant. Like yeah, I would pick either one of the the Washingtons, Denzel or his son. Not John Ker- David. Not Kerry Washington. There, that's the one. John, yeah. John David Washington. Yeah, I think he could do a good job as you. Uh, I think he, I think he'll do me justice just about. Listen, beggars can't be choosers. I'll choose him. Just get an Oscar winner or his son. Yeah, you know. cash. Listen, apple tree is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Okay. Sean has been in touch to ask Bex, uh, did you ever have the opportunity to play for Leeds again after you left in 2010? No, I didn't. But I, I tried very, very hard to. I gave interviews saying I was looking forward to joining up with Leeds. I went on television. I went on radio talking about Leeds constantly. Um, I tried a lot to get into the minds and and heads of um, the recruitment team at Leeds United. But unfortunately, uh, it fell on deaf ears. You cost, you cost too much. Possibly. Which was frustrating because I would have I would have come back for next to nothing, but you know it is what it is. I, I was fortunate enough to have done the the jersey for four and a half years, you know, and that's that's incredible for me. I I, I absolutely flipping loved every moment of it. So, with that being said, I'm disappointed I wasn't able to to come back after I left in 2010. But at the same time, I appreciate every moment I spent wearing the Leeds United shirt and representing Leeds. Is it is it quite common for players? Do you think that that they they do in their twilight years have that kind of urge to go back to the club that started it all? I know like um, everyone's talking about Milner potentially coming back to Leeds in his last sort of year or so. Do you think that's quite common? Players want to do that. Um, no, if I'm honest with you, no, 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 because they say never go back to the team um, where you loved because it's not going to be the same as when you left. Right. Okay. You know so. 
um, like all the people that you were there with, the chemistry you had with all the players and staff and coaches, etc. It's not going to be the same. It would have evolved. You would have evolved as a person, as as a player as well. So uh, a lot of people tend to avoid it. But because I knew everybody that was still at the club anyway, I wanted to come back. I, mm. I really did. I would have loved to have come back as well. But you know, it is what it is. You know, Henri did it. I could have done it. I, I, you could have done it. I don't yeah. think there's a question about that. Easy. Um, this next one's another double, another double question from I think it's at Steve F Lewis one. Um, do you know what he, I was going to call him, Steve Lewis? I know. Do you know what? So was I, and I thought, mm. and I thought. I mean, maybe it is. Let's do. Let's do both. Maybe Steve at Steve Lewis one or <laughs> Steve F Lewis one. Um, he asks uh, Bex, what team did you support growing up, and who was your favourite player as a kid? Arsenal, Ian Wright. I can understand that. Unbelievable. I can understand that. He came into the professional game late, similar to myself. I think he was the back end of 21 or he is 22. I was 22 when I got into it. Um, he had a lot of things going on with, with his, his personal life before he started playing. There were issues at home, etc. Uh, he was getting in trouble with the law and um, had bad friends, etc., etc. Rolling around in the wrong kind of circles. Um, and a lot of the things that he kind of went through I could relate to a lot of them. So um, when I finally saw him make it into Crystal Palace and, and the job he did there and then he, he went for a world record fee, I think it was at the time to Arsenal and then he got his international call up and played unbelievable amount of games and scored 179 goals, I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was him. He was just so, he was unbelievable as a footballer. And there was a lot of traits from him that kind of, I could relate to again like uh, like I mentioned before like he's he's he was quick he had an unbelievable eye for goal as well and off the pitch he was a lovely guy but on the pitch you could see he had another side to him he had a naughty side to him and I feel like some people might have said that about me so um yeah I, yeah I, I think uh, it was definitely him right and and Arsenal for that reason but when I signed for Leeds within the first couple of days of signing for Leeds, I really realised how big a club it was and what it stood for and the fan base and the history of the club. And that that's what took me from being an Arsenal fan to being a Leeds fan. So um, I've, still got a, I've still got an association for Arsenal. I still like Arsenal. I still look out for their results, etc. Especially now, Mikel Arteta, one of my old teammates for when I was at Everton, he's the, he's the manager now. So um, I still look out for their results. But the first team I look out for mostly because I'm I'm at and road um, commentating or, or following it on, on the games uh, on, on Sky Sports or whatnot uh, is, is obviously Leeds okay a few other people have asked, or asked when the doing a Leeds live tour will happen oh, are we gonna yes. are we gonna well I'm just waiting for you to send the plane mate I tell you what we need to do it we need to um, you know if there's uh, supporters clubs around the country when, when we're allowed to yep it'd be, we could go and record Live, yeah, some what work, a great idea. Else, yeah. Get some good? some live feedback as well, live questions, Q and A there and then. Mate, that'd be a great idea. Listen to you thinking on your feet. I like it. I think we sh- I think we should do it. And then obviously Definitely. you're more than welcome to come out and do a live show with my supporters club out here. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Like I like like you just said. Once the 
the rules and regulations are relaxed and we're able to to travel freely and not worry about any of this craziness anymore, then I will be there and we'll we'll definitely jump on a show or two, a couple of shows. Listen, absolutely amazing. Thank you so much uh, for those questions. They've been brilliant questions, by the way. Yeah. Sorry I talked so long about all I just I just once you once you start me, I can't you can't, you can't stop me, mate. No, no, you're like the Duracell bunny. You know, but it's <laughs> it's all good though, it's all good. Um, but what I wanted to say is look guys send in more questions ask more questions we've got a wealth of of knowledge inside these big heads of ours please ask the questions keep delving deeper into our minds and we will give you as much info and uh, insight as we can and stories we've got a lot of good stories as well well let's 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 get on with what everyone's actually listening to this crap is actually waiting for yeah, absolutely. The one, the only, the chief, Mr. Lucas Redderby. This is uh, special for me, not least because you are one of the greatest servants we've ever had. Um, I was privileged to be at your testimonial in 05, still have the programme back home. But you're also live with us now from a country that's very special to me. Um, I've uh, I've had the pleasure to work in South Africa uh, a couple of times and... Um, I love the place. And so from the townships of Soweto to the, the hearts of every Leeds fan, uh, from fighting valiantly against apartheid on the streets to being hailed as Nelson Mandela's hero, from narrowly escaping death after a shooting to winning the African Cup of Nations and captaining the South African national team to their first ever World Cup. It is Leeds legend, captain, the chief, Lucas Radderby. How about that? Yes. Wow, well, that's amazing. That's embarrassing <laughs> for me, though. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> what an amazing introduction. Honestly, there's, he put so much into that. It was perfect. Matty, this is perfect intro, my brother. This is so exciting. Wow. I'm so excited for this, man. No, that's proper. That's proper. Thanks, man. I've never heard that before. You know, I feel like crying now, eh? Getting a bit well, emotional. Do you know what? Obviously, like, having watched you play and, and been such a fan as a kid... Like I, I, in prep for this, I went back and I just sort of had a look through your life and I was on your website and reading your life story and stuff. And I'm just like, what, what a man. Like every, every, every time I, I read a new bit, I was like, what, how is this the same <laughs> guy that's, 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 that's done all this and does it all with this, this big gold smile on his face. I just think it's so amazing. Um, so Lucas, how are you right now? How are you? Oh yeah, I'm 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 great. I mean, uh, I mean, seeing you guys, seeing that crest on your chest, man, it's absolutely amazing. And I see Jermaine there, you know, uh, it brings back memories. You know what I mean? So, 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 yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, uh, so excited, especially with the club doing so well. Exactly, and that's that's something. You know what? We'll get all the the football side of things. We we'll get the football chat out of the way first and foremost. Then we're going to delve yeah. deeper into into you, who you are outside of football, because that person, for me, is is a a really it's somebody that I, I genuinely look up to, and I see so much in you, and so much in the work that you do and you put into. It's it just fills me with so much confidence that I'm able to do that, and that everybody else can do something similar themselves as well. You know, so. Let's get the football stuff out of the way first and foremost, and then we'll we'll delve deeper into that. So first and foremost, I know Matty and I were having a discussion earlier on um, about your transfer to Leeds United and how it came about. And there were a couple of moving parts um, that, that were that were involved in, in your initial move to Leeds United. 
what happened and how did it come about? Yeah, uh, I think uh, it was a year when um, uh, I played for, for Kaiser Chiefs in uh, 1994. I remember, I mean, I was doing, was doing so well. I think, you know, Kaiser Chiefs is one of the biggest clubs here in, in, in South Africa, you know, uh, but it wasn't as big, you know, as the Premier League. I mean, uh, we were like part-timers, sort of. And uh, and obviously, I mean, we had, we, we were having good players, you know, at, at the club. And at that time, I don't see a career in football, to be honest, uh, especially looking at where I come from, you know, uh, in Soweto, uh, in Deep Kloof. But uh, football, for us, it was an escape from poverty and uh, escape from violence and crime. So, so, so when I when I got that opportunity to go play for Leeds United, obviously those days we didn't have a exposure. You know, to to teams like Leeds. I mean, those bigger clubs. There was uh, the other club that was red, and yeah. you know, we, we, we don't say that club on this one. Unless we don't, we're no, we don't. We don't say. We don't mention the. <laughs> we don't mention the name. And yeah. and we had uh, what people like uh, clubs like Arsenal. You know that were were known. You know, our the Kaiser Chiefs boss told me about the interest. You know, uh, in Europe. I mean, it was brilliant. I didn't make the fuss out of it or. To be honest, because I would, for me, it is I will wait until it happens, and then it will, you know. And 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 to be honest, in a nutshell, that's the times we lived in. You know, you believe things when you see them happening. And to be honest, when that when that opportunity came, uh, I remember, you know, he called me saying that you know there's a clubs that are interested, but he's waiting for 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 a proper. A deal. I think he was waiting for a proper deal, you know. Uh, and uh, obviously there was Leeds United, uh, but but I think for me to get to go to Leeds, they were not really looking for 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 me. I think they were looking for for, for a striker. So they they were coming to see uh, Phil Masinga, uh, and I remember Jeff Slate, who was the chief scout for Leeds United came to, to, to South Africa to watch. Uh, uh, firstly, I think he came to watch South Africa versus uh, Australia, and I wasn't playing, Phil were playing, and they, they were impressed with Phil. And uh, somebody would have alluded them about me, and they, they couldn't watch me play because obviously I was, I was, I was prone of injuries. I was like injury prone, you know? and. Yeah, yeah. Until they decided to bring me in, you know, I was thinking, you know what, bring him in. You might as well serve as a babysitter for Phil, you know, just to wait to to help Phil settle, <laughs> settle. So, so. But uh, to be honest, it was a, a for me it was a great opportunity, and uh, doesn't matter how it came, you know. Uh, for me, just you know, I took the opportunity in both hands, which when I went through. A hard time as well, you know, making it uh, at Leeds United. Mm. It's absolutely fascinating in terms of the trajectory that your career took. Um, I mean, you touched on some stuff there. Um, I think it's probably quite hard for some of our younger listeners um, to appreciate um, South Africa 
at, at the time, you know, when you were growing up, going through the apartheid era, South Africa being banned from playing on the on the national stage um, in, in in all sport. I mean, what, what was it like? I mean, you, you mentioned what Diep Kloof is that is that right? The, where you Diep Kloof, yeah, that's where I come from. Yeah. Um, so you know, we are playing football there, and you said it was an escape from the from the violence and 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 whatnot. But you could never have dreamed that it was a path to to international glory. You know where I come from. I come from a, a, a big family, ten siblings. You know, wow. with, uh, on, coming from a four room house. You know, obviously there was a lot of competition there. You know, uh, we were competing for sleeping places, you know, dinner <laughs> table, you know, plates, wow. dinner plates, you know. And I think that's how, that's how it started, to be honest. Uh, and uh, and then and then playing in the streets of, of Soweto again. You know, for us, it was just a hobby. You know, it was mm-hmm. just to pass time, you know, uh, but not realizing the talent that's there, uh, to be honest, until... You know, uh, uh, obviously, elders in our township, there's guys who are older than us, you know, who will always bring us, uh, just form a team, and then we just play, you know, we, we challenge, possibly we bet a little bit, you know, uh, whether it's chewing gum or whether it's <laughs> it's a few quid, <laughs> you know, which, which, which for us, that's what we did. We, we play, you know, the whole day, you know, we'll play from school. And we used to get a lot of punishment from our parents because, to be honest, the way <laughs> the streets were so dangerous, you know, uh, it shouldn't get dark while you're on the, uh, out, out, outside the yard. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so by the time you come home, you know, you're dirty, your shoes are messed up, you know, you get a luck. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's how I think... We grew up, you know, uh, in the township, very populated township, you know, uh, never know what could happen. I had a lot of friends who who died without even realized, you know, uh, their careers. You know, some of them were arrested and some, you know, uh, 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 Jermaine, they were proper good footballers, very skillful, yeah. better than me. You know, but, but but they didn't have the right mindset or they, they fell into the wrong crowd. To the wrong crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? And and everything you're saying now, I, I can relate to. Obviously, it, my situation wasn't as severe as yours was in terms of um, when you're younger, when you're growing up. But I grew up on a council estate and the exact same thing you're saying to me is what happened as well. Like we'd go to school come back home and straight away we'd, we'd take our school uniform off. Sometimes we didn't even take our school uniform off. We'd just go straight yeah, yeah. to the park and we'd play football in the park for hours and hours and hours. Not even had anything to eat. And then we realised, oh no, it's getting dark. When we realised the, the streetlights, when the streetlights came on, every single one of the boys that were on the field, on the park, we used to say, oh no, my mum is going to kill me. My dad is going to kill me. And you just run as fast as you can to get home as quickly as you can because... You just lose track of time. It's it's a way of of getting away from the realization. It's a a way of just being a child and and enjoying yourself. And it's also a, a really really good way of keeping fit as well and keeping those close connections with your friends. Everybody stays out of trouble when you're playing football. Nobody thinks of anything negative when you play football. Yeah. It's it's a great escape, isn't oh, it? Oh no no no, absolutely. And 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 you know how it is. I think. Uh, 
the the best thing that the the, the uh, even if you get a, a clap, you know, from a parent, yeah. but for the fact that you've been playing football, you know, at least it's you've worth been, it. it kept you away from 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 the violence and the crime. Yeah. You you yeah. were saying that you had street lights. We didn't have street lights. You know, you know yeah. uh, when when we, when it's dark enough not to see the ball then we <laughs> we, we leave. <laughs> or or, or, yeah. or sometimes it happens that you know uh, the owner of the ball takes the ball because he's been called to come home and yeah. the game is done. It's, fi- it's finished. It's finished. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. but 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 it was exciting because for me, you know, growing up You know, I realize, you know, all those things, you know, they, they've uh, carved my my character, you know, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, uh, uh, especially uh, what I've actually had to come across in life. You know, you talk about uh, uh, being shot. I mean, it shows how dangerous it was during the time when everybody, anybody could have a gun, you know, mm-hmm. and mm. whether... You have a license. You don't have a license, and and you're using it on what? And 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 I was I was one of those who who suffered, you know, that fate when when I got shot, you know, uh, uh, going to to buy uh, drinks for for my mother because she used to have a spaza shop. A spaza shop is where we stock up some drinks. Stock up bread, and right. people around can come and buy a bread. So, so it's a, little, a news agent or a market store. It's or, a little or, shop. It's a little shop, right, but yeah. but at home, at the like we had like a, a little uh, tuck shop at the back, you know. Right. Wow. Yeah, we we call yeah. it a spaza, a spaza shop, you know, right, because okay. people can go far to the shop, so they it's better to get close, you know. Right, so of course. yeah, so that's what happened, and I went to she uh, wow. she sent me to go buy drinks. And we were driving, you know, uh, and then I we had a gunshot. I was with my brother and my cousin in the car. Mm-hmm. We had a gunshot, but because you know the gun, the guns then, especially the sound of the the guns, it was so normal familiar. that we thought it was yeah. like it was familiar because we thought ah, it was maybe it's a firecracker, until I realized my back was on fire, wow. and then and then I reached. To my back and then there was blood and my <laughs> left leg went numb and the car stalled wow. and went straight to the hospital you know my, my my brother took over went to the hospital luckily you know because my my first question is that will i be able to continue playing football because right. i was still yeah. playing for kaiser chiefs then not oh. not will i survive but can <laughs> i keep playing football yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean But right. uh, but that's past the environment that uh, we 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 grew up in, and I was lucky enough to uh, to have survived that. And and to be honest, you know, in my life, uh, you know, I'd I'd say that everything happened for a reason. You know, uh, mm-hmm. for me, I think uh, where I am today is meant uh, for me to be here. You know, uh, with everything that happened through gunshots, injuries. I always come back uh, better and stronger. Yeah, of course, stronger. Yeah. Let, let me ask you a question then. Yeah. Um, so your very first. So you you you're playing for the Kaiser Chiefs. You're doing really well. You've got the 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 shout from Leeds United. Leeds United want to sign you. And then obviously you're like, right, well, this is great. This is amazing. But I'll believe it when I see it. As we we briefly mentioned before, what was it like when you were sitting in 
uh, where were you, Thorpe Arch or, or um, Ellen Road, where you sit down and you, it, it's actually that moment is coming to reality. Your dream is coming to reality. You're sitting there, you see the contract in front of you, you see it's for however many years, you see um, how much it's going to change your life, your family's life. What was that moment like just before you put pen to paper? was absolutely amazing. I, I don't think I've realized, you know, what I was getting myself into because it for me, it, it was a dream. And, you know, when you have a dream, you don't know how far it will take you. Yeah. And being the first time, being on the plane, traveling so far, leaving everybody behind. I mean, wow. it was scary. At first, because I was wondering if where I'm going, you know, you know, what's the outcome is gonna be? What it's gonna be like? Yeah, uh, uh, since I don't know where leads where, uh, I'll, I'll tell you a brief story because I went with the two guys. <laughs> I went with the two guys, one local, uh, a black guy and a white guy, and and uh, they were both uh, in f- into football. So we travelled two days to come to get to London. And I realized after, you know, sitting down in, I mean, in London, and I'm thinking, but this overnight flight. So, but I realized after that, you know, they bought cheaper flights so that they can come along. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they can be on the trip as well, you know, when being presenting. But, but what's great That's is that. Brilliant. So they, they have a budget. They have a budget just to get Lucas on the plane plane. to go from South Africa all the way to Leeds. And they said, no, 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 no. We need to go to London and all these other places in between just so we can come too. (laughs) Too as well, yes. So I went back to them and said, you guys, I I know what you did. But what happened after, it it was a shock because we got to Leeds, it's freezing cold. I mean, it's wet. <laughs> I don't know what to make out the weather. It shocked to my system. And uh, I remember first day, and Phil, was, Phil, Phil, Phil Masinga has already been there. I think they've went to uh, Malaysia on pre-season. And, uh, and I went with the guy who went to the club uh, to meet uh, some of the guys, the local guys and the, the, the physios. And the first guy I met, what a gentleman. You know, uh, Chris Fairclough, Mamba. Oh, my God. Right. What a nice guy. And uh, met him at the ground, you know, take me around. And, and to be honest, I was still thinking about this weather. You know, I was getting uncomfortable <laughs> already the first day. How am I going to play in this? How am I gonna, yeah, but I mean, not how am I going to play. I mean, is football played in this kind of you know, conditions? <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, when that contract, you know, when we signed that contract, it was nothing. I was never interested in what the contents of that contract, of the contract, of that, of mm-hmm. the contract you know. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see myself in the uh, field playing football. Yeah. Jesus, the training was hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. No, it was... What, it, was, it, what was the hardest part about oh, the training? That, the that. running. The running. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, never mind waking up in the dark and braving right. the cold, yeah. braving the cold weather. Yeah. You know, when running in that cold, oh, it, it got it under my skin. Oh, and uh, I remember, you know, I lived, uh, I stayed in Holbeck. Right. Yep. I, we stayed in the family in Holbeck. 
at the old old lady and then we moved from Holbeck we stayed in Beeston uh, which for me it was all a little familiar because of you know the surroundings a little bit of a cassie life you know, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. and right. uh, <laughs> and uh, but to be honest I was getting depressed you know uh, and uh, thinking of where I come from you know where it's nice and sunny you know you yeah. got friends you know and and you get <coughs> proper food sorry you got proper food <laughs> I, heard, I, I, I heard about your uh, your opinions yeah. on the on the Yorkshire food oh uh, <laughs> I've been mean, uh, uh, I, I remember, on, be honest, I remember be honest. you know uh, I didn't I didn't even know what it was you know it looked like <laughs> It looked like a dumpling, and I'm thinking, how do you eat this stuff? You know, there's a gravy, <laughs> there's beef. I mean, <laughs> I was crazy. I mean, so so what did you do? What did you do? Because obviously, the food from where you're from is pretty similar to um, West Indian food, Caribbean yes, food, I guess. Yeah, there, there are a lot of similarities. And being in Beeston, Beeston's one of those places that has a few West Indian Caribbean West Indian places Caribbean, in there yes. as well. So did you did you tend to find yourself more so staying to to what you know similar familiar foods to to what you know or did you venture out a little bit more and try the Yorkshire pudding and and see how you get on? I I, I tried a little bit, but to be honest, it wasn't working for me. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, because I remember, you know, I couldn't I couldn't taste uh, what what there's no taste in eating all the food. So 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 you know, Chapel Town. <laughs> yes, so, yes, so we're asking well. around. So we're asking around if maybe we, there's anywhere where we can get like uh, we didn't be we didn't want to be you know uh, uh, nasty about the like, food. You know, yeah, yeah, but not rude we thought, or anything. You know yeah. where can we get the, a different kind of food and you know S- some flavor, <laughs> <laughs> some flavor. <laughs> so. So we went, we went to Chapel Town to get some absolutely brilliant uh, Caribbean food. It was it was quite nice. But then uh, at that time, I haven't even made it, you know, into the elite uh, mm. setups. And obviously, we're trying to adapt and adjust, you know, to the environment, you know, uh, the weather conditions. It was it was quite tough. It was it was really tough. Uh, I mean, I've never seen so much rain. You know, uh, it looked like we're living in the dark. Yeah. And to be honest, <laughs> come the time when towards Christmas, you know, and and you know what South Africa is like at that point is yeah. hot. You got friends, you got yeah, visitors coming all over. It's mm-hmm. sunny, and and then mm-hmm. I mean this cold, uh, you know, dark, you know, miserable <laughs> conditions. It was, it was, it was quite tough. It was, quite it was tough. tough. Yeah. I and mean, what did you, what did you make of? Because uh, yeah, South Africa at that time is beautiful, beautiful, stunning weather. And you come over here and it's cold and and snow. Like what were you? Th- you actually had to play in snow. What was that like? I think me and Phil were asking each other. I mean, how? What is the actually? First of all, this is ice. Is it ice? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as it as it it's falling, we inside and we go outside and we're like standing there, you know, trying, you know, to catch the snow. I mean, we're thinking, <laughs> do, uh, do we play? F- how do we play football? You know, where in this kind of weather. But but firstly, because we were training, we 
and the guys were like wearing and we had to wear woolly hats and 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 everything else and gloves and scarves and, and gloves yeah, yeah. and everybody was like looking at us and thinking I mean it's not that cold I'm thinking guys come on <laughs> <laughs> can you see what's going on outside so so me and Phil I think there's a picture of me and Phil on our knees you know we're picking up the snow and, and stuff in train <laughs> just well, because we were so amazed we've never seen something like that before well, and we were mm, we, mm. I'm telling you, we were cold we were yeah, freezing you know and once we're done with the training straight in those once we've done anything because I remember the guys were like come on we go out for 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 beer and, you know because that's what they were like it was a mm-hmm. for, 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 for them it's a culture and we couldn't go anywhere <laughs> we, we, we were just in our jumpers even inside the house jumper you know woolly head sitting wow. next to the fire it was oh, no. yeah it was a big adjustment it was a big adjustment you know uh Uh, from where we come from it was it was quite hard not just to the football but to the to the conditions first it was yes, yes it was it was it was testing eh? it was it was really hard i do i do want to ask in light of that and i'm i'm slightly jumping forward a little bit and there's a few more bits i want to cover from that time but when you started to establish yourself there were clubs all over that wanted you you know, in, in sunny, beautiful Southern Italy where you could have gone. Um, you know, you could have gone to Spain or Turkey or all these places. So what what is it about Leeds, despite the awful weather and the and the, and the flavourless food? Like, what, what was it that you said, actually, no, I, I do want to stay here? Uh, I think, you know, coming from South Africa, I didn't know any better. Uh, you know, and, and I got to to a place called Yorkshire. <laughs> right. you know and uh, which the people were absolutely brilliant I think the very the nicest people I've ever met uh, never mind the players you know what I mean the fans because for me the, the one thing that I think that kept me going it's seeing the fans and, and getting in touch with the fans you know signing autographs even if they didn't know who I was <laughs> I was they know the bloke from <laughs> it's a bloke from South Africa <laughs> No, bro, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 the one that takes everybody's Achilles, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing is that, you know, I've appreciated the club that got mm. me playing in the Premiership. You know, uh, welcomed me in, in, in warm hands and looked after me. I mean, they looked after me like nothing else. You know, I was... I was at home and I brought my family. I had I brought my family over as well. I brought my wife over as well, and I'm telling you, I didn't need anything. I mean, they looked after. When I say everything, and for me, it was just to keep fit and come to the, uh, to the field. And and it was all about the loyalty. You know, mm-hmm. I I think if we some uh, or anybody else, you know, uh, if they were interested in the money. I think they would have jumped for the offers abroad yeah. uh, 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 in other uh, uh, bigger yeah, teams in Italy yeah. or, or, or wherever. But but for me, you know, I settled at the club, you know, where I feel that, you know, I am valued and people that love me and appreciate yeah. appreciated me. And, and even money, I wasn't even talking about the money, even the extensions of the contract. I wasn't really, to be honest, I was... I was happy to sign an extension to the contract to say, okay, three more years. Even if I went through 
tough times where during my first season I had a, had a very bad uh, knee injury where it was a career-threatening injury. But, you know, coming through that, I got even better and stronger as a person, you know. and Absolutely. And, 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 and I was adapting, you know, uh, to, to the football and to living, you know, uh, you know, in a different country, you know, where I appreciate the people, you know, in how they love me unconditionally. You know, I come from a, a country where they look at <laughs> the color of the skin, but but there, you know, I was enjoying, you know, the uh, the banter with the boys. You know, I was one of them, and I was I was a Yorkshire man apart from, a, you know, uh, having to eat Yorkshire pudding and beef, totally <laughs> bitter and all that. Oh my God. <laughs> But it was an absolutely amazing time for me. I think we'll, we'll let you off the Yorkshire pudding. You're still a Yorkshireman for me. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I appreciate most, you know, and that we still have that relationship going, which is brilliant. You fought back from injury, which oh, was a, a, a bad injury. Uh, and then and then you managed to turn out in the African Cup of Nations Whoa. in South Africa. Only just. and <laughs> Only just, but enough to win it. Whoa. <laughs> so... Look, you're there. You, you know, am I right in saying that as a as a young man, you were part of the protest against apartheid uh, back in South Africa. You were you were there on the front lines, and now here you are. You've won the African Cup of Nations, and Nelson Mandela is presenting the trophy. What what is that like for you? I think uh, when I uh, uh, when I reflect back and remember the day when we were going to hijack a car, and then the guy pulled up a gun. And the day I was uh, I was in Leeds and enjoying my football. I mean, it's I could I don't I don't know how I've managed to bridge and become mm-hmm. as lucky as as I did because I could have easily died, you know. I could mm-hmm. easily been maimed. I could you know I couldn't have realized uh, uh, my dream, you know, which 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 that. On its own, you know, it makes it made me appreciate life and appreciate what I was doing and where I were uh, at, at that point in time. So it, for me, it was it was it was something out of this world, mm. you know, to have mm. had been able to have a relationship with the people from from another world. You know, mm-hmm. Madiba Madiba has said that uh, a sport. It's got the power to change. And absolutely, it changed people in a way that you never thought, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and honestly, coming from an injury 19, and how I remember Howard Winkley saying, you know what, you haven't played even one reserve game for the club. And this is the career-threatening injury, so we can't risk you leaving, you know, for the AFCON. And mm. that, to be honest, it was a blow for me. Mm-hmm. But again, thinking about it now, they were preserving me. They were actually valuing me because he wanted me to recover and be part of Leeds United. But on the other hand, yeah. you know, there's a big event happening for the <laughs> first time. It's historic, you know, for yeah. the country. And I want to be part of that. Yes, of course. I worked hard, Jermaine. Alan Satin 
to be honest, I, I don't. I don't think he he's seen such an enthusiasm. I mean, I came to training to to physio every day. Who's that, Sati? Sati, you know. <laughs> oh my god, he's, he's, st- he's still there when I was there. He's still gonna be there when oh. I'm. Everybody's long gone. So Alan Sutton, he's he's one of the the head physio. Used to be one of the head physios, one of the head masseuses, and he he's got a nickname: Sausage Fingers. Yeah. His fingers, his fingers have muscles in them that I've never seen in anybody. He gives the worst, hardest massages. I'm not a fan, but I love Sutty to bits, honestly. <laughs> what a guy. Oh, yeah, what a guy. What a, an amazing time uh, the, in the physio room. As I'm saying, mm. that uh, he was the one who... Uh, who who was tied up on the on one of the treatment table and 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 wheeled him, and wheeled him out in the snow and lift him lift him here lift him lift him here we we left him here for about ten minutes he was freezing cold but 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 what an amazing time but you know during the time when the country is coming together, Jermaine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you see black and white coming together, when you, you feel the atmosphere that there's change. And you must realize that a year before, uh, the rugby team won the, the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. And now, you know, it's 1996. You know, we, we, we're hosting uh, uh, the Africa Cup of Nations for the first time. Mm. Oh, man. We had a great team. We had a fantastic team. And I remember when I was released to go, I begged Howard. I said... I will do everything. I'll take. I, I I told Howard I'll take responsibility of whatever happens. If I break down, it's my it's my responsibility. And to be honest, uh, uh, Howard, you know, and and Mick Hennigan let me off. Did he appreciate the cultural significance of it for you and for the country? Oh, oh, that was something else. That was big. You know, yeah. I really appreciated that in a way that I know I couldn't miss it. What what about the what about the boss? Did the boss appreciate it as well? The boss appreciated it because of uh, Madiba and what we've really, uh, in a short period of time, what we've uh, uh, achieved as a country. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I remember he, he did say that he had a spell in South Africa and he knew, you know, the conditions right. that we lived in and we've come from, you know. So, so he appreciated that. And he said, you know what, one condition that they won't play you for the first game, the second game, and then possibly... If, if you manage to get through to the next round and they can bring you in as a sub. And, and that's what happened. And I didn't play the first, uh, but the one thing that kept my spirit up is the unification, the people, you know, uh, wow. the rainbow colors, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it, it, it was at the right time because people, Madiba was was the icon. People were looking after, you know, we had great leader, leaders, you know, Absolutely. at that time. And and to see the country coming together like that, I mean, we wouldn't have had the careers that we had, which was which was absolutely amazing. And, and, and winning it, oh man, oh. It's the worst part is that I was, after, after the last game, uh, I was expected back. <laughs> In Leeds, oh, the, oh! The next day was was hard, but it was. Terrible. But this is the this is what we were going to ask you because obviously there's a rumor floating around that obviously you guys maybe partied a little bit too hard and missed the flight home. 
<laughs> I, I heard I heard you turned your phone off as well. You're like, nah, not interested. <laughs> to be no, honest, just dead battery. I didn't know they were flying to that day, you know? Because <laughs> uh, I, I actually, I've managed to make it, you know, we're about two days late, but Phil was in big trouble. <laughs> he was never, he was, he was not, he was never great. found in South Africa until uh, the celebration, <laughs> until the celebrations. And, but he was hit hard in the pocket, which I think for me, uh, and 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 for that club, when I got back, and uh, I remember uh, Howard Wilkinson got sacked, and then we got George Graham, mm-hmm. who came, and uh, already I was still battling to to be part of uh, of the starting eleven, never mind the squad, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, George gave me a break, a big, a massive break where, you know, he gave everybody an opportunity to play, and to be honest. Since then, I never looked back. You know, uh, I gave hundred percent every day, at, whether it's training or, or in the game. It was the same. Yeah, and we could we could all see that, and the fans could all see that. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why you're referred to as as one of the ultimate Leeds legends, the, one of the nicest guys to have to, to have done the shirt. So we love you for that. <laughs> yeah. We love you for that. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and also actually what what you know while we're still on the subject of of uh of Nelson Mandela you i mean in, integral in bringing the great man to our great city i mean what was that like to to have Nelson Mandela coming to Leeds and just talking about you and and knowing that, that he's there you know part and parcel because of because of you setting, you know, being that trailblazer and 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 that and that connection between Mandela and Leeds that is now everlasting is thanks to in no small part to yourself. Like, what what did that feel like? Oh, absolutely amazing. I mean, this that's a great statesman. You know, where was uh, he? He he was inspirational. You know, to the world. And uh, mm. I remember on that day, you know, I was I was let off actually that morning for training. Yeah, you know, and and to go and actually receive him, you know, in mm-hmm. in in the city, and uh, I I remember in the council, in, I think it's the city in the city center. Uh, there's a, a very posh building there. Where oh yeah, the civic, civic, civic hall, <laughs> the civic hall where the very important yeah. people, you know, uh, converge. But uh, I remember him coming in. And I was at the far end, and he was greeting everybody else. And he stood right in front of me, and he looked up, and he said, "Ah, Tim Cool," and that that means, <laughs> for me, it's a it's a clan name. It means a big tree. So so oh, when he wow. says, "Wow, Tim Cool," I I had I had shivers all over. I had a, a wow. lump on my throat. That's amazing. I'm telling you, I didn't know what to say. And by the time I realized what was happening, it had gone, and then <laughs> <laughs> you missed the moment. <laughs> but but the, the best thing is that you know I had to introduce him to the crowd, uh, in that's uh, outside the stage, you know, and he invited me and my wife and my little boy, you know, uh, in in his uh, he was at the Queen's in in his room, you know, just to sit with him and yeah. have coffee. Oh. Absolutely! Wow. What a moment! That's amazing! What a moment! What was your first question you asked him when you when you're sitting in the in the Queens with him? 
Oh. I, I, was, I still couldn't get a word out. I mean, you can imagine the man is here. I mean, I was <laughs> oh, in awe. No. My jaw was like, <laughs> you know, it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and uh, I remember he he actually spoke first, you know, saying Tim Kuni. Mm. I was there. I said, you know, Tata, uh, because we, I used to call him Tata, so I used to call him Tata. And you know, right. Tata, you know why? This is where I am, and the people here are absolutely amazing. You know, we we chatted and. And he said how proud he was for me to have made it, you know, uh, to this city. And he never thought he will come, you know, uh, to a place like this, invited in that great city. And it was an amazing time. I think, I don't know what else he said, because I was just in awe. I was like... Yeah, of course. You know, uh, uh, my wife as well was there, and take we took a uh, a few pictures there. I mean, absolutely. Since then, oh. we were very close, and and he used to invite me for tea when I'm back home, wow. you know. And and we used to talk, but he inspired inspired us. That's why we said, Jody, uh, when we won the Africa Cup of Nations, we 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 won it because of the Madiba magic, because uh, mm. his other name is, is Madiba. So so yeah, his yeah. magic worked well throughout that because if it wasn't for him. We wouldn't have hosted the Africa Cup of Nations, mm-hmm. you know. We wouldn't have the opportunity that we have, especially now. So, so, so the Madiba magic still living among us. Absolutely, you know, which which was which is absolutely amazing. I mean, to have had that kind of relationship with such a a great uh, a man, you know, and who has touched the world, you know, in a different way. So I want to ask you, between your best Leeds United side and the current Leeds United side, uh, look at your look yeah. at your face, yeah. right? So it's, it's a two part question. Firstly, which team do you think would would win and why? And the second, <laughs> I know, I know. And secondly, what similarities do you see between um, between the Leeds United back then in your heyday and this current crop of, of Leeds United players? No, I think, first of all, I think the last question, uh, in terms of the similarities, I think I think the, the, the work ethic, you know, uh, I think the individuals that are at that club, they mm-hmm. bought in into the history of that club and they realised what it, what it means to play uh, uh, for, for Leeds United. I spoke to... Uh, 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 to Liam Cooper, uh, I, I speak yeah. to him uh, now and then. And to be honest, yeah. the way you know they are so passionate about the club is uh, they're not dirty as that. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not VAR. Yet. You're not allowed. You're not allowed because VAR. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? But uh, but but to hear them speak so fondly about this club, you know, with, mm. with that passion. You know, I think that's one thing that, that we have, you know, in common. And and talk about not just uh, the, 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 the team, talk about the fans, talk about Ellen Road itself, you know, as a, as a venue, you know, it's absolutely uh, amazing. But, but as well to the chairman, I mean, oh, you could see the Andrew. chairman that is, Adrian, uh, you can see, that you know he knows why he's at the club 
and he knows where he's taking the club. I mean, by bringing mm. Bielsa, first of all, and and such a great manager. Genius. Oh, yeah. amazing, amazing. Uh, and 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 again, that's another. The second one is the, the, the first one is difficult. Man. They've got quality. They have quality. Right. I think they. I'm going to rephrase. I it. think they're fast. I'll rephrase the question then. <laughs> Can you see um, this current crop of Leeds United players becoming legends in their own right by reaching Europe within the next, uh, let's say, two to three years? You know what? While Marcelo is there, mm-hmm. I believe that they will reach, they will play in Europe soonest. Yeah. And we've got, yeah. we've got Liam Kupu's already played 200, 200 odd games for the club. Yeah. Do you know? And, amazing. Uh, absolutely amazing. You know, and, and look at Alioski, you know, the character. You know, what a character. It reminds me of Gary Kelly those days, you know what I mean? Oh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. He is, so for anybody that doesn't know Alioski or have never seen any videos or encountered him, he is probably one of the craziest characters you will ever meet, ever. Like, yeah. he, there's, there's no filters, there's no boundaries, there's no, there's no cares. He's, it, he's just, he's amazing. He's so funny. Oh, but yeah. I think he could be a little bit of a pest and a pain in the behind if you're encountering him on a consistent basis like the boys at Leeds. I don't think anybody wants to room with him on an away <laughs> game if, if, you know, if that's anything to go by. <laughs> but you don't want to play against him either, do you? Uh, no. <laughs> you put it nicely. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but to be honest, it'd be, it'd be absolutely amazing, I, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I could see in the way they play, you know, as the players that, you know, yes, these guys, they, they are poised. They want to, to to play in Europe. I think the chairman as well, I, I could see that now he he's investing heavily, you know, uh, mm. and the club, and that shows his intention, you know, uh, yeah. with Leeds United, with, which, yes, I think it's possible that in the next possibly five years, possibly they would, have, they, they would be in Europe. Uh, and which will be an absolute uh, achievement, you know. When uh, and uh, and uh, I, I, I will come over for that. Yeah. I, I would love to watch a game with you, Lucas. I'd love to watch some European nights. Oh, oh, oh. it would the be three absolutely of us. amazing, my brother, Lucas. Thank you very, very much, mate. It's been inspiring to say the least. You're, a, you're an to say the least, exceptional honestly. man. I mean, from, from, from what you've achieved in your career, from, from what humble beginnings you came from to what you're now giving back. Uh, I just, wow, what a story. Um, these just keep getting better and better. I don't, I thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure. And it's an honor to have had me on your show and, you know, to share with all those people and, and, and make them realize that, you know, what we, think of them and we still hold them dearly in our hearts for for the support that they've had all along i really appreciate of course also um before we go lucas has his own show that he 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 covers as well so would you like to give a quick shout on that and yeah we've got a podcast as well that uh, that we me and the other jermaine you know uh, from South <laughs> that, uh, that we, we're doing you know and it's absolutely amazing obviously for the same reasons that you know we've got want to reach the the greater popular uh, uh, population you know and get and give them the insights you know which is on 
uh, platform, which is africasportschannel.com. Uh, africasportschannel.com. That's, that's africasportschannel.com. Yeah. And then we're on social media as well, you know, uh, uh, every, every day. So, so, so we try and, and get out there and actually, you know, get the people, you know, the knowledge uh, or, or even the opinions, you know, of what we thought. Because for me, it's, it's amazing to hear what people thought of us or think of us, you know, even after football. And, and, and it's absolutely amazing. Well, well, we'll get that link in the uh, in the description so people can check that out. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Once again, thank you so, 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 so much for your incredible stories, your amazing insight and for the amazing work that you're, you've done in the past and that you continue to do. You're, you're, a, you're a true inspiration. So we just want to say thank you very much for, for being on our podcast, Doing the Leads. Thanks, 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 Matt. Thanks, Jermaine, and love to the family. Well, uh, that's all we've got time for the interview. Um, we will be a bonus episode on Friday, um, which will have the full thing, which you should absolutely check out. Um, but in the meantime, how was that, Bex? That was jolly good, wasn't it? Mate, that was <laughs> that was unbelievable. That's one of my favourite phrases of yours, by the way. <laughs> jolly good. You keep on breaking me in half with that one, mate, honestly. All right. That, please, I'm trying to keep it together and you're trying to tip me over. Right. Listen, Lucas and his stories, he's a phenomenal human being, as I touched on earlier. He's he's got such a an interesting life and, and everything that he's been through where he started off and to where he's he's ended up at now with everything in between is is so interesting and so intriguing and you can't help but want to hear more. You know, we were only meant to have him for like 20 minutes, half an hour, or whatnot. We had him for a couple of hours or or you know it was amazing like such a an inspiring human being um so guys check it out honestly you won't be disappointed and basically long story short we love you thank you so much for tuning yeah. in well, you can follow us on social media at doing a leads pod that's exactly at doing it. a leads pod you got it yeah um, so you can follow us there ask more questions we'll, we'll try and answer those throughout the next few weeks um, we'll be back next week with our regular show as the season carries on we've got uh, obviously Wolves on Monday so we'll be chatting about um, about that and our, uh, our yeah. opinions on that that three points that we've just picked up and uh, yeah we will see you next Wednesday on our new day of Wednesday yes Amazing. indeed and again check out the bonus on Friday full Lucas Radaby interview Class. you won't be disappointed thanks everyone Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Tally ho. Doing a Leeds is a lovely stuff production produced by Dave Cribb and Will Wood. Music by Dave Cribb. <laughs> Tally ho. <laughs> <laughs> Tally ho! <laughs> I just caught it as well. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, man, that was brilliant.